Welcome to Comic Comics. This is a podcast about all comic-related media. We're talking books, movies, TV, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast. What that means is we talk all spoilers, and that's your one and only guaranteed warning. I am your host, Michael, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy. With that being said, let's get started. So we got two video game trailers, Spider-Man 2 and The Wolverine. Since y'all are way more bigger... Do what? I said, woo! Oh, yes. Isn't that what you usually do at these, like, conventions? You woo? Woo! Woo. Yeah. (laughs) And clap. Applaud. I haven't looked these up uh, yet. Honestly, I I didn't know those were coming out. But my biggest thing is, and it'll cause me to woot louder or not, is, is it like every other, the other Spider-Man's where it's only for PlayStation? Yes. Oh, mother. Probably so, because it's a Sony property. Yeah. the Wolverine one? Yes. That's just dumb. Yeah, well, they got to have their (laughs) exclusives, uh, unfortunately. I guess uh, I should have known since they still own the rights to those characters, basically. Yeah. I think, well, not Wolverine. Yeah, I was about to say Fox, which now Disney Oh, yeah, that's right. Fox had X-Men, didn't it? Yeah. 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 But it's that Insomniac Studios that's making the, I don't know all the backstory of the licensing of the video games. I know Marvel was straight up whoring out all their like properties back in the day when they were going bankrupt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Somebody from the comic book community brought to my attention um, in the background of the Wolverine trailer. This is, this is freaking great. Uh, so in the comic book community is a giant argument as to what Wolverine's first appearance is. You got some folks saying Incredible Hulk 181, which is pretty much the main consensus of the group. Even CGC, who is a major uh, grading company that encases comic books, that's what they put on their labels, that it's the first appearance of Wolverine. And then the other half of the community is like, no, 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 no. It's 180. And in 180, at the very end of the book, you see him in one panel, full head-to-toe appearance of Wolverine, yellow and black and whatever, costume, original costume, says his number, it says his name, and he's got dialogue. And people swear up and down that that's his first appearance. Anyways, in the trailer of the Wolverine video game, up on the bar, like in the background, you see a license plate that says HLK space 180. That <laughs> <laughs> I think that shit is so funny. Just just to rile every motherfucker up that's a Wolverine fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not his first appearance. <laughs> Makes you wonder if there'll be uh, people that won't buy it just because of that. Oh hell no! I hope not because they're they're really good. They um the Spider-Man games are essentially I don't know if any of y'all have played Batman Arkham the Arkham trilogy, but they're mm. basically those but with Spider-Man. Um, I mean in that game they give Batman kind of like a Spidey sense to like dodge enemies, so it was already sort of made for Spider-Man, and um. I just recently got a hold of uh, a PS5 and got Miles Morales and played it. 
it's good. Um, it feels rushed. Uh, it almost feels like an expansion pack. Um, which explains now why, because they're making the sequel to Peter Parker, Spider-Man, but it's all in the same universe. Also, if I'm not mistaken, the, uh, the Avengers game, it's made by a different studio. The one that's on like Xbox, PlayStation and everything. It's like garbage, but I'm not mistaken. I thought it's supposed to be in the same universe as the Insomniac Spider-Man. And um, yeah, so I'm wondering if this Wolverine one will take place in the same universe as well, since it's made by the same studio. Uh, I would hope so. That'd be interesting to see. I Like I got, I had a uh, PlayStation 4 for like a few days and then I just hated the PlayStation, so I got rid of it. But um I have played one of the amazing reasons why I wanted it was for that spot, the Spider-Man game. And, uh, yeah, I played it and it was, I loved it, but it was just on a better system, but it's just my own personal opinion. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last Spider-Man game I played was like amazing Spider-Man two or something like that on <laughs> like, PS3 or Xbox 360, something like it was. It was older system, um, but I love that game. That game was so good. Even back then, it was so good. But I have played the Arkham games on PlayStation Three, and I love those. Mm. Those are freaking the bomb. Well, so have y'all beat? So Jeremy, have you beat the game on which one on the Insomniac Spider-Man game? No. Okay. Do you mind spoilers? Since we're a spoiler cast, I, well, yeah, I guess it's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> so they, so what's interesting about this trailer? Since we're we're trying to get back to that, it's clearly Craven the Hunter, um, that's talking in the trailer at the very beginning. Who's all like, uh, it seems like they're gonna do maybe Craven's last last hunt, um, and. Venom shows up at the end of it. Well, in the video game, um, the first one, at the very end, they reveal, like, so you do these little, like, BS side missions for Harry, uh, which are all pre-recorded, and they keep talking about, like, Harry's off in Europe somewhere, and um, you, you can't, like, get a hold of him or anything, and it's revealed he's in, like, a weird back to tank like green like tank floating in it and also floating in it is some kind of black goo and when norman goes to put his hand up like because he's like talking with a scientist and he's all like you know like can we you know help my son or whatever get him out of the tank i forget what he says the black goo like flies at the glass and like sticks to it real quick and it's like, oh, shit, it's Venom. So it seems like they're going to make Harry Venom. It also seems like they're doing the Ultimate Universe from the comics because they, they're pulling some elements in that game from, like, different, like, Marvel storylines. And in the Marvel Universe, uh, the Marvel Universe, the Ultimate Universe, Venom is a, uh, he's a cure for cancer. He was developed by... 
Peter Parker's father and Eddie Brock's father, Eddie Brock Sr. And it, the the goo was supposed to be like this thing that they would put on you and it would like encase you and then like eat away at the cancerous cells. But they never finished it. Huh. And it, you know, it becomes venom. It's actually incomplete because it needed something from Peter. Um, and what's also cool is tying it all back to video games is the GameCube uh, Ultimate Spider-Man video game is canon with Brian Michael Bendis's Ultimate Spider-Man run. Because in it, you get to play as Spider-Man and Venom, and eventually Venom goes and gets that missing piece from Peter that he needs to become... Basically, the spoiler of that is at the end of it, he gets the white spider. Like, he's just this black sort of blob monster. And then when he absorbs Peter to get that piece that it's missing, he gets the white, like, venom spider. His his logo or whatever? Yeah, his, his, his logo. logo. But Brian Michael Bendis actually worked with those video game developers to uh, make that story for that game. That's because he was getting paid up the ass. Yeah. Of developing the Ultimate Universe. It was the only way that those creators get paid. Yeah. But uh, so the 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 Spider-Man trailer, the new one, the the video game, um, too. Yeah. So we hear all this like dialogue about like I've been looking for my equal and all this like Russian sounding guy. That's that's Craven the Hunter. That is straight up Craven the Hunter and. Then we get that little cool thing with the dark alleyway, and then it's like, you know, we will deliver for, I forget what Venom says, but it's like, oh, okay, so we're getting Venom. And I'm assuming they're just skipping, like, so they've hinted at, like, Norman doesn't ever become an, uh, become Green Goblin in the game so far. And in Miles, he's not. They do some more with... uh with Miles, at the end of Miles, there's another little stinger where it's just more of Osborne in that same room, and he's talking. You find out the scientist that he's talking to is Kirk Connors, the lizard. And uh, it's from Harry's perspective, and he's, like, awake. But it's it's essentially the same cutscene. Um, but, yeah, so Norman isn't the Green Goblin yet, so I don't know if we're going to get him as well. Um, but... Anyway, yeah. Cool, cool trail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so with you with you predicting Craven the Hunter, do you think that's gonna basically be our uh um is that gonna be our way of like saying, Hey, Craven the Hunter's cool, like that's why we're getting ready to make a movie about him? Yeah. Uh I guarantee I guarantee you it's it's what the studio i mean it's what the industry calls synergy uh and i think that's exactly it's like hey we're gonna make craven the hunter cool because we're probably gonna do a movie i mean they are doing a movie with a kick-ass i can't Aaron something quicksilver yeah quicksilver <laughs> um yeah i think they're doing that plus if i'm not mistaken in craven's last hunt doesn't Spider-Man have the black suit at that time? I don't I've never read that story. I don't oh, know. Really? Um, well, it's it's batshit insane. I've heard it's one of the better ones to read, especially me by not being a Spider-Man fan. I've heard that's one of the ones that I need to read. Um and I know looking at all the covers, I never see him 
with the black suit. And I know that when that run where he did have the black suit, he was pretty much on the cover with the black suit. It didn't matter if it was Amazing Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, uh, fucking Secret Wars. Like it didn't, it didn't matter what it was. He had that black suit on him. So, but I also never in the story. So I don't know. I have, and I want to say it's, I don't think it's the Venom suit, but I think it is the black suit. So after he, I think, lost the Venom suit, he made him a black suit for a little while. I cannot remember if it is or not. It probably isn't. I'm just misremembering. Nope, 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 nope. It's in there. Yep. Here he is rising from the the grave. Okay, cool. My memory is correct. You should. uh, uh, He drinks a bowl of spider venom. Craven does. Oh. It's well, it's insane. It sounds why would he do that? Uh because he's a crazy person. <laughs> huh. But anyway. Alright then. So from uh characters that everybody loves to you know, stuff that I guess probably half the population doesn't give a shit about. Anybody watching The Walking Dead, the final season? It just started the other day. Uh, they're on episode four. It's gonna be twenty-four episodes in this season, which is longer than the other ones. Nothing, nobody, cricket. No, not sure. Sorry, <laughs> I, I watched it religiously. Basically, there at the beginning, um, even did like the uh, went to Walker Stalker Con a few times there in Atlanta, but uh. Yeah, they started just, I, and I read a lot of the comics too, and uh, I, I started veering off a good bit, and I uh, just kind of fell off that bandwagon, which sucks because I really, really enjoyed the series and the TV show and and the and the comic. So, but I don't know, may have to may have to watch the final season just to see how they wrap it all up because i haven't finished the comic series yet either so be interesting to see that i was gonna say y'all both y'all both dipped off either right before or right when carl died right uh i so yeah just a little backstory for i went with you jeremy with those things and we even went to the we went to uh was it Sonoa, Georgia to see the actual location where they filmed for Oh yeah, that's right. Uh Alexandria, the town uh in the show. Um yeah, we were I was huge into it. I I well, I still like the comics. The I stopped watching the show after they killed Carl just because I liked the comic twist. So, once again, we're a spoiler cast, so spoilers uh in the comic rick dies wait uh, don't do it <laughs> too late sorry uh yeah and like basically this whole story uh is about carl and um i was really really mad when they killed off carl um because also there's this and I, this is all hearsay. I don't know if it's true, but like he was also at the time turning 18 and he had just like bought a house in, I think, Auburn because it was close to where they're filming. And they just well, basically first screw up. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is like 
it's rumored <laughs> that they didn't want to pay him, you know, because once he hit 18, they'd have to pay him a certain amount. Um, mm. And anyway, I felt like they did him dirty uh, for like a kid who basically grew up on the show. Um, yeah. So I was really mad about that. Uh, and it's such a shame too, because one of my biggest complaints about that show, like from like the introduction, introduction of Negan and on was like the first episode, it would be like a solid episode. You know, it'd either pick up from like a cliffhanger or something interesting to set up the season would happen. And then for, you know, I forget, they're like 13 episodes. So whatever, like five episodes in, nothing happens. They're just dicking around, not doing a damn thing, having drama, and which is fine, but like, it's just pointless. And then the mid-season finale would hit. And then something huge would happen with like a, a cliffhanger of some sort. And then we'd have the winter break and then we'd get back and you'd have the answer to that mid-season finale and then rinse and repeat like nothing would happen until the season finale and then it would be like either a huge cliffhanger most of the time it was that and it it felt so like this is the cynic in me but it felt so like they were doing this intentionally to keep people from watching because i do know at one point they had more views than the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Like, I think I want to say it was around the season that they introduced like the cannibals. But um then they just slowly started dropping off more and more because people just got bored of it, I guess. And also the Negan thing was hyper violent, although most of the show was anyway, so I don't understand that aspect. But uh, for some reason, that really disturbed a lot of people, which I'll admit, when it happened in the comics, I remember reading that issue, and when it happens, I was like, whoa, I gotta, I gotta take a break. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go do, some, I gotta go watch videos of some puppies or something. Because uh, it was just very visceral. That's what, like, the show, on top of, like, that happening to Glenn when it did in the comic books, like, that's what got me reading the comic books. I'd started watching the show a little bit, and then that happened to Glenn in the comic books, and I was like, oh, shit, I gotta pick that up. So I picked, I started reading from then on. So I finished out the story and stuff like that. I haven't, you know, read the, the f I haven't read all of 1 through 100, but I got about 90-something on. I've read. Um, I feel the show is meh. Like it's okay. I like why I enjoy watching it. Um, and it's it's so there's they're so pulling away from the comics now because you know they they've done this and that characters and they've tried to change certain parts of like bring in certain parts of the comic book uh, and change certain characters to mimic those from the comic book in the TV show. Um, I think what Robert Kirkman did was, I think, you know, cause he had quarrels with AMC. Uh, I see what you did there. Coral. Uh, 
Yeah, that's what I was like. Wait, are we talking uh, about Carl or <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Carl. Can I, can, I? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but also, can I just say when memes were coming in, that was one of my favorite memes. <laughs> was the like Carl? Do you get it, Carl? Like anyway, sorry. Popeyes. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. Robert Kirkman wanted to move all his shit over to Amazon because he was talking to them about the Invincible and all the other kind of stuff. And AMC was like, nah, bro, this is ours. Like, this is ours now. And so I, I honestly think, and this is going to sound stupid or whatever the case is, I honestly think he said, okay, y'all don't want me to keep my stuff. Fuck y'all. I'm not writing any more good shit because the comic literally dropped. It like, when you start to introduce Magma and all them other characters in there, characters that did fucking nothing, like, the comic book dropped off. It wasn't even that great to read anymore. The ending was so abrupt to the entire series that it was like, like, Kirkman, you did this all on purpose, bro. And, and he'll sit there and probably deny it or whatever else the case is. And uh, because there was, like, covers for pre-orders and stuff like that. Uh, there's like two covers for pre-order after the one that's actually the series finale. So like those covers were already printed and done and not printed, but they were already drawn and done and stuff like that. And he said that, you know, yeah, yeah, they did that on purpose and stuff like that. So nobody would know and it hit everybody and blah, 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 blah. I, I honestly think he just was like, no, nah, I'm not giving him my good shit. But I mean, like Kirkman loves this zombie shit. Like he, he sat there and did Marvel zombies at Marvel for however long and then took it you know went and made his own stuff and he didn't even plan for it to run as long as it did so i think he sabotaged it i think he's gonna i think he'll bring it back i honestly do i think once amc's done and they don't have the rights anymore i think he'll start writing it again that's just my opinion yeah no that uh that tracks yeah you're right i mean i i ha i liked it um but it the ending did feel abrupt you're 100% right. It felt like a but I was wondering if Kurtman was doing his normal Kirkman thing where like he likes to pull the rug out from under you. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're reading and then like you'll flip a page and fucking like Carl shot through the head and you're just like, "What?" <laughs> um so I I don't know, but that that tracks as far as I mean, comic book creators can get petty sometimes. I mean, like when the whole Fox, you know, like the mutants and stuff were happening and Fantastic Four was being ruined in the movie theater. Marvel basically said, no more mutants, no more Fantastic Four. We're, we're putting in Inhumans. And that's why there was such a big push for Inhumans in comics and like why there were no Fantastic Four books. No action figures of any of that shit. Yeah, they they put the kibosh on all that. They're like, nah, really? Nah, yeah, you ain't making no money off us. Oh yeah, yeah. They're like, why? Why do we want to give you good stories to like ape off of us? And I don't, I don't yeah. blame Kirkman because there's a lot of like dirty things that went on with with AMC. I think um, it's all rumors, but I feel like there's you know where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, yeah, and I. I've said for a while that like I would love for them to do an animated series. This was before Invincible came out as well of The Walking Dead where it's 
like gory and and visceral and it's more like the actual comic book than the way the show did it and then they made invincible which was exactly what i wanted for the walking dead so i'm like cool i'm down <laughs> please do I please keep do that. good things about invincible it's good i keep hearing good things about it i haven't actually heard of it so um, it's not what you expect, Jeremy. Um, it starts off, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it, uh, kind of starts off as a sort of boring, typical, like superhero origin story, but there's a twist yeah. near the end. Okay. And, um, it does get slightly gory, but it's cartoon gore. What is it on? Uh, it's on, uh, Amazon. Okay. Amazon prime. So to look that one up. You, you may you may be able to add to this, Richard. I've heard Invincible described as what if Superman said fuck the Justice League? Yeah. I mean Yeah. <laughs> uh so just a little context without spoiling anything. Uh it follows Mark Grayson, not related to Dick Grayson. Um, which call back to our other episode, make Dick gay. Um, uh, the, uh, yeah. So it falls Mark spec, uh, specter, <laughs> Mark Grayson. Um, and his dad is an alien from another planet. And his dad is essentially Superman. And Mark is supposed to have already gotten his powers by now but he hasn't and because he's half alien uh and yeah anyway and eventually he gets them and stuff ensues that's all i'll say for that (laughs) i won't spoil that for you jeremy we'll spoil it for our audience but we won't spoil it for ourselves (laughs) yeah Yeah. all right enough of that shit hawkeye trailer came out Woo! did it christmas no, bows. No. Hey, all that whoa, whoa. shit. You you messed up already. You should have said arrow guy. Arrow guy. <laughs> that, okay, for anyone who's read the Matt Fractions Hawkeye series, which is what this show is based off of, which is essentially one of the best Hawkeye stories. Um there's some uh red tracksuit Russians who call Hawkeye like arrow guy. The Red Guardian? No, no. I don't know. I don't know what their connection. I would, just, I would see him calling a Hawkeye the Arrow guy. Anyway, yeah, so. uh, yeah, that would be actually pretty awesome. <laughs> but yeah, they do. Like I've always read it in that same sort of tone, like Arrow guy. You know. Anyway, yeah. there, there's Pizza Dog. Um. Yeah. Anyway, it looks it looks cute to me, and it takes place during Christmas. My wife is so down on this like she hates hawkeye she hates Haley steinfeld um <laughs> and she hates any kind of like show that takes place during like a season uh because it like sort of cements it there you can't re-watch it and i'm like yeah you can but anyway well, uh, diehards on all, all year round so yeah know, it's a christmas movie i know uh <laughs> Get that debate started. Oh my gosh. When we 
<laughs> when, when we were watching that trailer the uh this morning, I was like so excited and my wife was just like Ugh. <laughs> and I was just like So she hate ha- like she hates home alone? I don't know. She probably does. I can't stand home alone. My son loves it. Like the classic for him. Yeah, I like it. I like one and two. I don't look there. You know, they're remaking another one. Oh, Lord. You know, (laughs) that went up to like four or five, right? And like Kevin's parents got divorced and shit. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I didn't know when I I know they went to a third, but I didn't know. Wait. Wait, Macaulay, he, he still was in. He was just in the first and second, right? The the first, right. uh, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the uh, Welcome to Home Alone cast. Uh, <laughs> uh, Talk about derailment here. Just... He's in the first and second one. The third one, isn't yeah. it about the kid who has like some kind of missile chip and he puts it in a... Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He puts it in... I think Scarlett Johansson, too, is in that movie. I think she's is the she sister really? in that movie. Oh, there we go. We're we're bringing it it full circle. (laughs) Bring it back. Uh, I want to say she's in that movie. Um, And, oh, gosh, what's the fourth one? One of them has the dude from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Which one's that one? No idea. I I don't allow any other movies besides one and two in the house because (laughs) it's not Macaulay Culkin anymore. I don't like the movies anyways, and I'm not digging the whole Kevin's parents get divorced. I mean, you left his ass at home at Christmas at least twice and then did it more, apparently, or some other shit went down. Like, y'all got to get y'all shit together. Leave the fucking boy alone. Yeah. All your shit together in a bag together. You know, just get all your shit, put it in a bag and take it to the shit museum or wherever you want to take it. Get your shit together. <laughs> That's actually a really good Morty. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So what were we talking about before Home Alone? <laughs> That's what they, oh, Hawkeye. Like, I don't know where we going. Oh, yeah. Hawkeye during Christmas time. I've also heard that this that's how it's going to keep. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but it kind of makes sense that, you know, Spider-Man, uh, no way home is going to be going kind of through the seasons of right. at least Halloween and then Thanksgiving and Christmas. So Hawkeye will kind of, I guess, give you a timeline of when that's going on and why yeah. he's where he is or whatever else the case is, because it will be Christmas time where he's at. So there's another movie for your wife to hate because there's three seasons of that motherfucker in no way home. So <laughs> she, she yeah. likes, she really <laughs> likes Tom Holland as, as Spider-Man. Um, she finds him, very like adorable or really precious like like adorkable you know what i mean like he's so dorky oh, and nerdy she finds him adorable so she'll probably look past that one i didn't get to say this because i forgot about it when we were doing the trailer so another tangent but it's comic related and spider-man related everybody's sitting there saying what if strange is possessed by somebody oh yeah I remember hearing if you say Mephisto. That... No, 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 no. Maybe. No. Um, <laughs> I remember hearing that Benedict Cumberbatch Cumber yeah, whatever. He could Cabbage show Patch his face. Yeah. Yeah. Cumberbun. Cabbage ta- cabbage toe. Um 
he couldn't show his face on a Zoom call because he was filming uh, No Way Home at the time. I wonder, like, if there was some makeup or something. Like, I've seen the, I've re seen the video, or whatever, and it's like the video, uh, the the clip that I seen. It was like so, and it was him talking. He's like, so what you're looking at right now is my ceiling because I'm filming, you know, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, I do remember that video, Spider Man at this point in time, and uh, I can't show you all my face. So I'm I'm wondering if there's if there's something, some kind of a change, some kind of a makeup, some kind of a something he had on at that point in time, and he was not allowed to show, and it was a transition of. Strange to something else, or whatever else the case is. Could be. What if he's a scroll? <laughs> Everybody's a scroll. There's got to be some of them somewhere. Yeah, I, know. I mean, we're doing, like, it's going to be a Disney Plus series, but they're doing Secret Invasion, so somebody's got to be a scroll. Okay, now since you brought that up, what if Belova and Valentine are scrolls? The reason I say that is... It's so easy to sit there and, and we've all said it where it's like the the confrontation between Belova and Hawkeye in the series that's coming up should be a quick five to 15 minute conversation. Yeah. Of, Hold up. I loved her more than you did as a sister and whatnot like that or just as much as you did. And she killed herself. We fought each other so that we could kill, you know, so we we could each sacrifice ourselves. So we could kill each other the fastest. Right. So. <laughs> so what if they're scrolls? What if her. Belova, Valentine, um, and then Agent 13, Sharon Carter, all are scrolls. And that's what that's why 13's acting the way she's acting. And that's why Valentine's sitting there saying, you know, our boss and whatever. And the boss is a secret. And which, by the way, I think the boss is actually the Asian lady that's in the Hawkeye trailer that you see like a glimpse of, like a really good little glimpse of. Um, and yeah, what if they're all, what if that's the scroll buildup? We, like you were just saying, we've got, there has to be scroll. We have to be watching scrolls right now. Have to be. We know there's two already here. Three at least. But two, with Fury, uh, uh, what's her name, Maria Hill, and then the other one that was in, um, yeah, I don't remember that one division. Which, by the way, won an Emmy for the Agatha song. Um, so yeah, yeah, they've been playing it. That's such a cop out. Did they win the Emmy for the Agatha song? Yeah, that's such a cop out. First Emmy. Yeah, but don't like <laughs> that's them begrudgingly. Like that show was really good. Uh, like it was. Yeah. About dealing with grief and stuff. That's them. Sometimes I can't stand the Hollywood like snobby. Like it's all gonna be you know dramatic. If it's got a cape or it's a western. Or not, no, they finally given up. They've given like Emmys and stuff to western westerns. But uh, that's such a cop out. Like okay, well your song is good too. Uh, anyway, back to your, uh, scroll theory, uh, back to your tinfoil hat theory. Um, oh, 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 oh. oh Lord, the, the, he's like the, the Charlie, <laughs> he's like the Charlie from always sunny in Philadelphia and me. Y'all can't see him right now, but he's pulled out a whiteboard. <laughs> I've got this shit all webbed out. Um, so it's the, the Emmy for that is not as bad as them giving, um, Don Cheadle an award 
for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. What? Y'all don't remember that shit? No, I remember him in that. I remember him in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But why did they give it to him? He he either got he either won an award or got nominated. It should have been fucking Anthony Mackie. <laughs> like, I, no, honestly, well, I mean, like, I don't know what the award was for because I don't watch a lot of Emmy awards. But if anything, in my opinion, the best acting in in that entire series was either Bucky, uh, Sebastian Stan, because like that scene, man. When he's like, when she's reading off the code words to him and he's like getting really emotional and he finally realizes he's free, like that scene, like it about made me cry. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, it was very, like it was amazing. And then, uh, or, um, the, uh, gosh, what's his name? Um, the guy that plays U.S. agent, he's, what's his name? Son, he's ego, um, Wyatt Russell. He's Kurt okay. Russell's. He's Kurt Russell's son. Uh, the guy that played. Oh, is he really? Yeah, the guy that played U.S. Agent uh, is Wyatt Russell. Uh, he's Kurt Russell's son, and he did an amazing acting uh, in that role. I mean, he he did. Like, he played a really good villain. And don't get me wrong, Anthony Mackie was good, but we've seen Anthony Mackie. Like, he didn't do to me in that series. He didn't do anything amazing out of the norm that he's done in all the other movies, other than he just got it dedicated to his role. I'm excited. You know, rumor has it that there's going to be a fourth Captain America with him as Captain America. I'm excited to see that because maybe we'll get something, but I just thought the, the, the standout actors and actresses, uh, I didn't even mention the actress, but the, the one that plays a uh, flag smasher, uh, I forget that actress's name. She's in solo. She was really good in that series. Uh, to me, there were yeah. actors that outshone Anthony Mackie, but a one Don Cheadle is my point. <laughs> <laughs> so it says like here that, big circle that he got nominated for an Emmy for his 98 second cameo. Why? In that series. 98 second. That's bizarre. You're telling me. It's bullshit. Yeah. Is bullshit. See, there you go. You sound like the uh, the Russians in Hawkeye. <laughs> yep. So I I don't know. I I'm not a Hawkeye fan. I've not read the Matt Fraction, and I need to, and I want to now because the TV show is coming out, and uh, and and it is very much an acclaimed read, and I don't think it's long at all either. It's what maybe I think it's like 24 issues, something like that. Yeah, it's very short. If if it's even that long, every I've heard everybody talk about how good it is. It's it's mostly because it's yeah. really funny. Yeah, it definitely seemed like they were going to be making that series more, more comical. This Hawkeye yeah. series, yeah, they need to because yeah. after the abysmal thing that they did to his character in the Infinity War and Endgame, like with that god awful haircut and the like. <laughs> The like where he's Ronin, he's like emo and all this stuff. Like I, I get it. You lost your family, but like, what are you doing? <laughs> like he's got that just sleeve. Get over it. Jeez. Yeah, I mean he's got that sleeve tattoo. No, I'm not saying get over it, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's just so. I don't know. I, I just like because like, I, so I'm giving credit because I didn't 
come up with these jokes, but like the Weekly Planet guys talk about how like that hairstyle that he picked, he had to specifically like when you think about it, like he had to specifically go somewhere and get someone to cut that for him. And then like it's gelled up in some scenes. So like he's got to like quaff it to look that way. And it's just <laughs> it was such a bad decision on whoever's like like I don't know if it was costuming or makeup, whoever decided to design that. It's just really bad. Anyway, sorry. Comic pasta moment. <laughs> it's a big old helping of comic pasta this episode. Well, it sounds like we're all at least excited about it. I I like the trailer. I watched it a couple of times. So I thought it was funny and humorous. I'm glad to see where we're going with it. I know that uh old Kate Bishop's first appearance was already ridiculous and now it's gonna go even further through the roof. Do you own that? That kind of sucks. No. Okay, I don't well, that answers that. my question. Because <laughs> I was fucking late on that shit. Um, so, real quick, uh, some moments in the trailer that I really like is um, when th- my favorite moment is when he's like, they're dry, they're being chased in a car, and he's like rummaging through his like qui- uh, oh. quiver, and he's like, no, not that one. And then she like shoots, and it <laughs> just like blows. Yeah. Uh, he, he yeah he just says no not that one and then she shoots the car and it blows up and she's like looks back at him and she's like you mean to tell me you have one that's more dangerous than that one um <laughs> yeah i like that there's a look on his face yeah <laughs> uh i like you know what i'm gonna be honest you know dana craig's talked about not being james bond anymore and stuff like that and i think this is a, like this upcoming movie i think it says last go at it yeah, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing uh, Rainer, you know, seeing him run through with his suit on and stuff like that, getting shot at. I was like, you know, that looks that looks very much like James Bond right there. <laughs> so they've tried to do that, not make him James Bond, but they've tried to do that in other like he supposedly was going to be the next Jason Bourne because, you know, he's in the Jason Bourne like, I don't know tangent he's got a movie sequel Jason Bourne, yeah. yeah that's what I, that's what i'm referring to and then uh then they introduced him in mission impossible and at the time it was rumored that like tom cruise wasn't going to do the mission impossibles and in that movie he's all like mr action man uh jeremy rayner is and i assumed that they were paving the way for him to kind of be the new like Ethan Hawk. Uh not Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hunt. Uh <laughs> for uh for MI6 or whatever. M uh the Mission Impossible Task Force, whatever it's called. I forget the name of it now. Cool. Well, let's go and get on with what if. The first one is what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? And I'm going to be honest with you, like as these what ifs keep going on and stuff like that, I am not as thrilled with them as I was the one before, with the exception of the Doctor Strange one, which we'll talk about next. Um, And I I don't like that. I don't like that the, the change is not minute anymore. It's like the first the first one with with Carter was she didn't go upstairs. She made that one simple change of staying downstairs instead of going upstairs. And that's what set the whole thing off. And to me, that was really cool because it was just a just a, a slight change. 
Whereas it seems like all the ones after that, like we completely grabbed the wrong child <laughs> on planet earth and just happened to grab T'Challa on, on the one of uh, the star Lord one. And now this one is just uh, maybe, you know, I mean, you can blame it on the, the, the pin particles because he, you know, lost his shit in the comic books and beat his wife and stuff. But like, I don't know. It's just, did they explain uh why like what the did I don't even remember in that episode did they even explain like what the change was I know like I know it's whatever we're just getting in spoilers I know it's Ant-Man like I know it's uh Hank Pym Okay so this episode's just Hank Pym kills the Marvel universe like I'm just yeah. going to say it like they've yeah. done they've done kills the Avengers you well, no, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, th- what I'm getting at is there's a comic called, like, what if Deadpool killed the Marvel uh, Universe? What if Punisher yeah, killed the yeah, Marvel yeah. Universe? What if Wolverine killed the Marvel Universe? Like, and the Deadpool the Deadpool one, he literally kills, like, comic book creators. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he literally breaks the fourth <laughs> wall, goes into our world where he's a comic, and then kills the comic book writers and artists and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway... Um, this is what that story was, was what if Ant-Man kills the Marvel universe? Um, do they explain why he goes like full villain? And like, I know obviously if you are a fan of the MCU, you would know that like in the first Ant-Man, Hank explains like being around the Pym particles makes you like crazy. That's why Darren Cross was that way. But on this one, it was uh, something happened with hope. Yeah. She died. Because Hope is his daughter. I thought it was yeah. going to be Janet's death with the rocket. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was just going to be, right. oh, Janet died with the rocket, and he's just gone crazy ever since. But it was like, no, Hope died because Fury sent her on a secret mission. I don't know. Yeah, that that's part, what it seemed yeah. like. It, up until recently, it felt like it felt like we were getting, like, a good episode, a bad episode. A good episode, a bad episode. A good episode, <laughs> a bad episode. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I, this one was weak sauce to me. Um, I liked seeing like the effectiveness of Ant Man, uh, yeah. or I guess we. I guess he's Yellow Jacket because he's wearing the Yellow Jacket costume. Yeah. Um, like seeing him take out all the Avengers and stuff. Um, and. It took me, I forget when it was. At first, the the twist of not knowing it was Ant-Man stayed with me for a while. Like, I just didn't know. I was like, who, who is it? And then, uh, what was it? It was, I think it was when Hulk was, like, exploding from the inside. I was like, oh, it's Ant-Man. Because it's the whole, like, what if Ant-Man went up Thanos' butthole and expanded? Like, <laughs> I, you've, you've probably heard that on the internet. But, what? um... Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, I liked seeing that. Uh, and then I liked the twist at the end where like he got Loki to help him, uh, defeat Ant-Man. But, and then of course they got to do sometimes what ifs end on more of like a darker tone. So they end with like Loki basically taking over the earth because of it. But then, oh yeah. Uh, then also, but Captain America and Jeremy, your girl, Captain Marvel shows up. Yep. 
Here she comes to save the day. Brie, Brie Larson <laughs> is on the way. Let's go mean mug him. She's good at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my favorite part of the whole episode was just I, I liked how I like how they showed, you know, this the smallest Avenger taking down everybody. Like, of course they're not expecting it, but like he he took out everybody. I thought that was cool. And then I liked especially how he took out the Hulk. Because, you know, everybody looks at the Hulk as being indestructible and stuff like that. And so uh I, I liked seeing that. I mean, if you want to get into the like old school like arguments at a comic shop, like the Hulk's been taken out by like friggin' the Invisible Woman, and like Iceman has like cut his hand off at one point. And yeah, I mean, the Hulk is the strongest, meaning like I think physicality. And it also depends on what run we're talking about. Like if he's World Breaker Hulk, like right, like obviously he's like OP. Um. Yeah, I liked I liked seeing that was my favorite part, just seeing how he took down all the different Avengers. Yeah, kind of like in the MCU, he's more of a kind of like a comic relief superhero. Um so yeah, I thought it was kind of neat seeing that they were showing really what he could do, like how versatile he actually was. But yeah, so I thought that was that, but I'm kind of overall yeah, I wasn't real crazy about that episode. I also and it also dawned on me at this episode that like you know I was thinking that this was all gonna be one canon universe, you know what I mean? Where like you know from story to story it was it was all gonna stay within the same timeline within yeah. the same universe or whatever the case is, and it's like this right here broke that like it's it's not that at all. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like somehow Peggy becoming Captain America. It's just the butterfly effect that just keeps on going and going, which is a cool idea. I don't think you're entirely wrong. Um, I think we're going to see more of Captain Carter again in What If. Um, I think so, too. But I don't know in what capacity. Uh, I'm not going to say anything because I've seen... Uh, I'm not going to say anything because I've seen some some stuff, but I think think she's gonna show back up i agree i th I think she is too um and i think she might even show up outside of the what if series yeah uh yeah i was vaguely um, alluding to that as well um yeah i think we may actually <laughs> see a live action captain carter yeah i agree um the only reason i say that we're not in the same timeline is because you know, we skipped to last week's episode, which we're not going to cover, but the zombie one, uh, all the Avengers are there. We've got Captain America, who's not been like that was that was changed back in Carter's and, and everybody's still alive. And Ant-Man turns, you know, into a zombie then. So I wouldn't necessarily saying that it was like all within the same. But uh, yeah, I, I think some episodes may tie into other what if episodes if that that's what i'm trying to say i got you also we're, I got you. we're not covering yeah. the marvel zombies episode because that that's that's a really cool I episode watch that one yet okay <laughs> <laughs> and 
and uh, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, but we can talk about uh, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hand? Which to me, this was like this so far is the best what if yes. episode. Yes, I'm so glad we're in agreement. <laughs> uh, I was like, when that episode ended, I was like, I was like, I'm calling it now. That's the best episode of the series. Like, I, I, yeah. I really enjoyed that episode. It kind of shows partly like how honestly how much power he could have um doctor strange like and just how how much like self-control he has to have as well because he does have that and can manipulate it um so it's just it, it's and it's with anybody like and you can get into the whole deep moral stuff and everything but like it's with anybody and they're just they're going through their life you you have a decision on how you want to proceed and that drastically changes your path sometimes and it's uh yeah it was really cool seeing that then i i haven't really thought about that but like you know when you were saying that i started thinking like pretty much every one of these episodes is showcasing yeah. like how powerful each one of these characters actually is I mean, for T'Challa to sit there and be able to talk Thanos out of genocide, uh, universal genocide, um, Ant-Man to take down it's all random, the Avengers. <laughs> right. No, I'm I'm with Thanos. I'm just letting y'all know right now. I'm Team <laughs> Thanos. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm telling y'all he had something going on. Like, I, I just <laughs> think he needed a little bit more direction, but I'm just, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like T'Challa being able to to talk him out of that and to do all the things and make the name for himself that he did in the galaxy. Um, Ant-Man take down the all the Avengers. Uh, strange to showcase all his power that he has. And then Sharon Carter to do the things that, you know, she was able to do. And, and from what we all said, uh, did more efficiently than the Captain yeah. America we had, which I know is a comic book form, but I mean, a cartoon form. But I mean, still way more efficient yeah. than, than Steve Rogers ever was way more. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, I think it, that, like, it's almost like that's what this is. is it just a showcase of how powerful each one of these people actually are. Yeah. I mean, it's just, cause I mean, he, he really does. I mean, especially like, he especially has a lot of, a lot of potential, um, to do basically just almost whatever he, he wants. And, which kind of in uh, No Way Home, you see a little bit more of. He just is going to go in there and change all that, So, which will be interesting to see how that plays out in there. But, I mean, he has these powers, these abilities, and the knowledge to be rather dangerous if he wants to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I really enjoyed this episode. I it because it also was uh I think it was like loosely based off of the um the story the time machine, you know, where he goes he uh he creates a I forget. I think we had to read this back in high school, but uh anyway, he um creates a time machine and he tries to go back and save his lover and every single time she dies like a different way. 
Uh, I also like how it's kind of like a warped mirror version of like our Doctor Strange where, you know, how like he went and relived like the Dormammu I've come to bargain thing over and over and over. And we don't really know how many times he did it, but it was a lot like and when I say a lot, like it could have been like millions of times. Uh, so I'm assuming that like when he relives this day of trying to save um, Night Nurse, I can't think of her name now. Uh, Christine. Christine, that's it. <laughs> yes, it rhymed. Christine, Eileen. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, when he's reliving that day, like just like a, like groundhog day over and over and over again, I, I think honestly, I mean, it's obvious that's what drove him nuts. And I liked seeing him sort of like grasp for power. And then by the end of it, still not attaining it and kind of like learning his lesson, but like, he can't go back and change it now at the end of it all. I also really like, um, just because this kind of reminded me at the end is it's also our first time that the watcher is addressed. Yeah. Uh, I also like how they did it where like, so like the intro to the show is always like, it's showing like, like mirror versions and like they're cracking and there's different versions of things. So I like how there was like this crystal mirror sort of veil that he hides behind and like, it's just like eyes and his silhouette. But then like when he comes through, you can kind of like see more of who he is. Oh, that was a really nice little touch to sort of show. And also like that Dr. Strange can see him. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Shang Chi yet. Have y'all? Okay. I think this isn't like a huge spoiler, but I think one of the things that he absorbs in you know that scene where he's just like summoning everything on the face of this well not on the face of this planet uh <laughs> from the like <laughs> multiverse and he's like absorbing them i think one of those things yeah. is in shang chi i'm not sure but uh i need to like honestly go rewatch the movie but anywho i can see that they had all kinds of careers in that movie <laughs> shang chi yeah. i thought it was uh that was crazy that he like stayed in there for centuries basically yeah oh yeah man we didn't even get into that yeah yeah that was really cool i loved all the stuff where he goes back to look for like cagliostro and trying to find like the books or at least the person who wrote it yeah but like whenever they were he was absorbing all those things like it did the whole went back out to water well that scenery i I think it was waterfall i don't know exterior uh, shot yeah and like it looked you could tell all the seasons were changing and stuff or at least like days and nights were going through but i had i had no idea that how long he had actually been in there until you went he went and talked to whatever the other guy's name was the librarian librarian the the wong's like partner i guess um like and then he was like basically dying and then find out that he was in there for in that room, that one room for centuries. It's like, holy lord, that's that's some intense meditation. Yeah. How did he eat? Yeah. Well, apparently he ate a good bit. Oh, that's true. He absorbed. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. That probably did give him some sort of sustainability. Anyway, uh, a really cool episode. I that was one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I I think for me, this one like I don't know. All all I could think about was like like me and my wife, and like if this was me and her. You know what I mean? It's like if if I had the the power or if I had a notion of the power or if there even was a slim chance or whatever that I could change something and turn back time or whatever else the case is, like asking myself how far would I actually go and like how miserable would that be to sit there and watch my wife just die over and over and over and over and over again and then just to realize or to find out from, you know, I guess my teacher that like there's you've just been torturing yourself like there's nothing you can do about that it's 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 set in time that's gonna happen and there's nothing you or anybody else can do about it like and i know in my mind it's like no no i could probably do something surely i could do something (laughs) and then you know to go from there like i I know what i would do i know what i would do yeah i mean so that that just kind of that's like kind of where it like hit home for me it was like I don't know. This was probably the most relatable, I guess, out of all of them. It's like, you know, what would I do for, you know, my wife? Yeah, I can see that. And then also the same, like, I would definitely be doing the same thing as well. But, I, yeah, it's hard because, like, <laughs> you know, almost think about that if your wife would be like, no, don't, don't, like, waste your time on that. Don't. Let me move on, and you move on with your life, kind of thing. But yeah, but see, I know how I am. Yeah, and I know it's like what Michael's trying this. to say is he would end the universe for his wife. <laughs> yeah, he's already established that he would kill half of the universe by snapping his fingers, so that the other half could live on. So now he's just going yes, <laughs> just destroy them all. I- I would make the snap. I would do it. Yes. Yeah. It, it makes logical sense. And put it on the other hand and make another snap so the rest of them go away. But yeah, I just, I just know how I think about things. I know that if I accomplish one thing, it's like, okay, I can do it better. And then I keep going and then I keep going and I keep going. Like, it's just, I know how I am. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I thought it was a great episode. It was the best one so far for me, and it it brought for me. It brought hope. Like it, it was still something dramatic, uh, where it was. You know, he didn't lose his hands, but he lost his his partner. So I guess essentially you could break it down to instead of, you know, what if he lost his partner instead of his hands, or it could be brought down to, what if he drove her to the thing. You know what I mean? That that simple change of him driving her, you know. Yeah, instead of meeting her there. You know what I mean? But still, that would then be null and void because it he didn't even show up to pick her up sometimes, and she still died in house fires and whatnot <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> that was the most messed up thing. At one point, it shows, like, he's at a bar drinking. Yeah, and- just like... <laughs> And then there's like a news report. I'm not going to touch her. And I forget. It's like she's gunned down or something. I was just like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. Oh no, yeah, yeah the, the, the building apartment complex up. caught fire. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and the only person to be named was is, <laughs> is yeah. Christine. Yeah. That's it's it. All Everybody else in the building, no. The universe <laughs> We don't care about them. The universe essentially said, fuck this person in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what we're realizing is that Christine is just a terrible person and the universe doesn't want her to live. That would be kind of a cool twist. Like she ends up being like this big bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it won't happen, but I'm just saying <laughs> that'd be kind of a cool like reasoning why the, the universe keeps saying like, no. Well, and what's crazy is that like, like in that universe, Christine must die. Whereas in the MCU, that's not the case. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, huh. But she got, well, <laughs> that's getting in way, like, way out there. Because I was say, like, she kind of died because he let her go and moved on. So she's no longer a part yeah, of it. She's still alive. Yeah, I know. That's like a, I was like one of those, like, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess he, <laughs> he could have gone a different route and just made himself, you know, either forget her or not love her anymore i mean surely there's some kind of spell for that yeah that's probably an easier we're out to go down at least save the worlds well i think they're also as far as like <laughs> the proper mcu i think they're setting up for eventually like i forget her name uh dr strange has a love interest and she's the daughter of like Dor dormammu or like then the like granddaughter or niece or something she's part of the dark dimension i know oh, that cool. um yeah anyway i think they're setting up for that not the what if episode but the proper mcu storyline of why they basically were like here's R rachel mcadams as christine and she's gone <laughs> i don't know maybe is she returned i don't know I don't honestly I don't I don't really care about the character. I like the story. I like the what if story. I thought it was a, a, a yeah. cool kind of like interpretation of like the time machine story, but with Doctor Strange. Um it was really cool. I didn't even know about I didn't even know about the time machine story. That's cool. You've probably seen it. They made a movie out of it. It wasn't great, but uh it's called the time machine. Uh but it's essentially the huh. it's a famous literature writer that people if people are listening to our podcast are probably <laughs> screaming at me right now um you illiterate bastards yeah how can y'all talk about comic books all day but not know this work hg wells is the name of the writer <laughs> <laughs> someone's like yeah dumbass i know someone <laughs> i was thinking that somebody is going like yeah let's be dumbass. honest that's, that's every episode yeah, that's true <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's warranted. Let's be honest. <laughs> we're not intelligent people. We're just a bunch of three normal dudes just talking about stupid shit. Welcome to the podcast. I mean, I just sat there and said I'd snap half the universe. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. This was fun. Yep. Uh, where can they find y'all at? Jeremy. Uh, Either one of y'all. Yeah, I don't yeah, give a I, shit who goes first. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i get every now I, I haven't done it as often but i don't know why but uh i'll do a, a twitch feed of playing anything well anything mostly either call of duty or destiny 2 right now um 
but my uh, I changed my my Twitch handle on there. It's now uh, Night Fury GTO. So, um, and it's Night Fury with a K. Oh, so it's like the Dark Knight. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I was sitting there thinking, where the fuck does a K go in that? <laughs> but thanks for that, Richard. <laughs> You're a Batman. F- You're wearing a Joker shirt. And you can- <laughs> I know. I know. It's late. I'm stupid. So. <laughs> it's late. I'm drunk. The only way this gets worse is if I'm drunk. And, you know, I don't have any whiskey. Uh, you can find me on the corner somewhere. Um, no, you can't find me anywhere. I don't have anything to plug. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at the, the docks. Friendly bearded neighborhood comic nerd. Yep, that's me. Can they find you with the tracksuit mafia? Yes. No? Yes. Maybe? Oh. Yes. Good. All right. You can find me on Instagram at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 underscore comics, talking and showing off more nerd shit. So if that's your thing, come find me there. Subscribe, like, all that good shit. Um, until next time, thank y'all for listening. Y'all have a good one. Peace. One life, one choice, one moment can destroy the entire universe.